Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. TikTok and Instagram. I'm still a little mad at you, but you know, I'll let you, I'll let you slide. Okay. You could do that at Diana Jebbia, G-E-B-B-I-A. And then make sure while you're there, you're following Believe too. You can find them at Believe Podcasts and Believe Lifestyle. No, you can find them at Believe Podcast. Just kidding. They changed that. It's Believe Network. Believe Network and Believe Lifestyle. Remember, Believe is, still, is spelled B-L-E-A-V. How have you been? I know I skipped a week last week. Please don't hate me. Things have just been like so crazy lately. Just in every aspect of life, I really feel like the retrograde is retrograding hardcore. And if you don't believe in that, I'm sorry. But but you might, you might. You know what? It's fun to have something to not blame our problems on, but to like loosely delegate our problems to, you know? Like, oh, you run late somewhere. Oops, it was the retrograde. Oh, you like junk text someone stupid retrograde, you know, like it's nice to you could take that responsibility in private, but like in public, just be like retrograde. Everyone wins. Everyone wins. Um, trying to think anything exciting coming up. Oh, World Dog Day at Vanderpump Dogs is coming up this weekend and my friend Raquel is actually coming into town from New Jersey so we're gonna go and try and get some great footage um uh for my page perhaps some interviews for this podcast at World Dog Day so excited for that be on the lookout for that from my page also my friend Brian from Coachella who I spoke about a few episodes ago he's gonna be there so that's exciting um yeah so all fun stuff to look forward to great content plan I do have something special up my sleeves that like I I can't wait to tell you about but I'm in the market of like not jinxing things so you're just gonna have to wait and when you find out like we're all gonna be like yay so I'm so glad you waited because I'm so surprised and I'm gonna be like I know right wow what's wrong with me how about we spill some bravo tea because that's the order of the show so a lot of things going around on the social media right now. There's some drama in Beverly Hills. The page your moms are watching, super fun name, by the way, shared this story. So this is allegedly about Kathy Hilton. And I did hear that there was going to be some drama about her on the show before this season came out. So this is according to that. So this was anonymously anonymously sent to your moms you're watching I'm gathering they posted this on their story I am reading this word for word these are not my words okay so it starts off you were asking if anyone knew what happened in Aspen with Kathy well here it is the girls were at a club and KH Kathy Hilton called the bouncer or a DJ the n-word and also called another worker an F homophobic slur in parentheses because she wasn't getting VIP treatment she had a tantrum and Lisa pulled her out and they went to Kyle's house K.H., Kathy Hilton, had a full-on fit at the house. She was screaming and yelling, and that is when she said she hated Kyle and called her all kinds of horrible names, in parentheses, behind her back. 
The other ladies locked themselves in their rooms. They were so scared. Then after that trip, KH, Kathy Hilton, disappeared for two weeks. She didn't go to the finale party. Meanwhile, KH, if you're playing at home, Kathy Hilton, sent out cease and desist to the media telling them not to talk about the incident. She told the ladies not to text about it either or not to talk about it either. She texted them saying she has receipts to prove she said not to talk about it. Erica talks about this in her confessionals, but I'm not sure if Bravo will air anything about the slurs. So that's part one. And this is like that episode of SpongeBob. It's like part two, part two, part two, part two. Um, so the Bravo chicks, which someone else shared this first. Listen, with this community, I can't tell who gets a hold of what first. And people like to claim things as their own that clearly aren't. So I'm just going to credit the, the last people I see. Okay? And if I'm wrong, politely tell me. So this is from the Bravo Chicks. Apparently, Lisa Brenna has commented on the whole situation. She sent somebody a message. We don't know. Yeah, it doesn't say, oh, no. Credit for the text goes to Reality TV Guru's Twitter. I don't know if that's who she messaged or if they found it. Again, this community, who knows? But anyway, Lisa said, I can't even look at her. It's so hideous. And here's the thing. If you're going to be on a reality show, honey, and you're a homophobic racist, you probably should have stayed home. We usually run the liars, narcissists off the street. Oh, no, not off the street. I made the street part off. We usually run the liars, narcissists off. So we have some work to do. Crying, laughing face. One thing I can tell you, they got it from their mama. So when it all starts coming out, do some Googling and see where those words have been thrown around before. It's all in the family, honey. And they are going to try and cover up big time. I mean, it's already been out in the press, but years ago, dot, 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 dot. So we can assume from that exchange, Lisa Brenna is referring to Paris and Nikki saying she's alleging that they're a racist like Kathy Hilton has been alleged. Here's my beef. I'm not doubting. Like if someone were to come to me and be like, Kathy Hilton called me these terrible things, I wouldn't doubt them. So I, if this happened, I'm not doubting the person. I'm doubting the hearsay of it all, right? Because this is now like a third, fourth, fifth, like I heard it from my friend's neighbor who was there and their dog worker, dog walkers witnessed Kathy saying it. You know, it's not like a firsthand account. And then the other skeptical thing about this is Lisa Rinna's involvement because we know she's not always the most reliable. So to me, I don't know if I can trust this yet. And then if they're not going to bring it up on the show, I don't want to say what's the point because if it did really happen, that's obviously important. It should be addressed. But like, shame on Bravo. I really don't know where to go with this one. I think we're just going to have to stick around and see how it all turns out. Speaking of sticking around, I am in love with Diana Jenkins on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Now, just because we share a name, because obviously Carlton Jevia and I shared a name. And if you're new here, no. Um, I don't know if we're related. I, I truly don't. We tried to figure it out. We don't know. Um, and also, I'm not using her last name as like a parody account. Like, Jebby is really my last name. But anyway, my whole point in that was I, there has been someone on with my name on the show, and I didn't like them. So I'm not just saying that about Diana. I think she's a breath of fresh air. She, like, is true IDGAF energy. I love that her, like, people were like, I can't tell my, her fiancé and her son apart, which her fiancé, by the way, has been in something. Hold on. Also, like, gotta love it. When I start typing Azure into Google, like, it populates with the guys. So, like, my, my mic is in the computer right now, so Big Brother is upon us. But anyway, his name is Asher Monroe. He's 33, born September 18th, so I think that makes him a Virgo. Ooh, sorry, Diana. 
Um, and he was in Fame in 2009, so the reboot, not the OG one. Like, who? I don't even think he was born for the original. Maybe he was. Who knows? Um, he was also in. Hold on, we're pulling up the IMDb because he was in a lot of things. Parenthood. Um, Zoe 101. He was someone named Glenn Davis in the school dance. That's kind of funny. Uh, he pl- played Steve Williams in Parenthood. And I feel like there was a Disney movie, or or could I be wrong? Oh, Pop Rocks. Isn't that a, a Disney movie, Pop Rocks? I'm, I'm clicking on it. Nope, just kidding. A former heavy metal star tries to keep his past secret from his family, friends. Oh, it's an ABC Family original movie. Close enough. Wait, sorry. We're going to go into a little a little hole here because I'm looking at the cover of Pop Rock. I'm looking at the cover and the guy who plays the rock star, I guess this movie looks ridiculous, by the way. It's Gary Cole and he looks like I'm watching Desperate Housewives like I started during the pandemic and then I fell off and now I'm back into it. And there was like a crazy cop on the show who was like someone's ex-husband and like he comes back and the guy is just nuts and I think it's the same guy. So Gary Cole... Was he in Desperate Housewives? Let's find out. I'm usually the worst at this, so... Actually, not the worst, but, like, I could be better. I'm not the best identifier of actors, but hold on. I'm scrolling through. Guys, we have a winner. He was in Desperate Housewives. He played Wayne Davis, the guy I thought. Okay, thank you for coming on that journey with me. Have you ever gotten stuck in, like, um, a rabbit hole? Like, a Google rabbit hole or an IMDb rabbit hole, and you look up one person and it leads to the next, and you're like... Oh, my God, they started with them. Wait, that person was that and that thing? And, like, before you know it, it's 10 o'clock and you're not even ready for bed. That's the story of my life, especially, like, when Googling true crime stuff and cases and whatnot. Oh, my God, I could do that literally all the time. But I am on the world's biggest tangent, Asher Monroe. He's, like, star, you know. He was in the movie Fame in 2009. He's 30, I think is 48, 49. I, I don't know. I think they just work. I love their dynamic. I love how rich Diana is. Like, this is the opulence we've been loving on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Like, she's bringing it back. The show could go on without Lisa Vanderpump, and it did. And I think that Diana Jenkins is bringing that Vanderpump opulence back to the show. You know what I mean? Because we had a couple bad seasons there. Uh, but But no, I think... I think we're doing good. I think we're on the right track. So I'm excited to see where this goes. Well, speaking of Lisa Vanderpump, here's a funny headline from page six. Brittany Cartwright, Jax Taylor, quote, sad they don't hear from Lisa Vanderpump. I wonder why. Could it have anything to do with like the, the fights you've started in his restaurant and the public embarrassment you've put this woman through? Could it? Okay, let's read. Brittany Cartwright and Jax Taylor are, quote, kind of sad about their distant relationship with Lisa Vanderpump. The Vanderpump Rules alums claim they haven't heard much from their former boss since getting axed from the show back in December 2020. I love Lisa to death, and I think she's amazing, and I've always looked up to her so much. Cartwright, 33 preference on Monday's episode of the Behind the Velvet Rope with David Yontef podcast. But the Kentucky native went on to admit she and Taylor, 42, didn't really receive any parenting advice from their former on-screen mother figure. Okay. I'm stopping because that's ridiculous. Why would you need mothering advice from Lisa Vanderpump? 
Like, it sounds like you only wanted that for the bragging rights, you know? Like, you weren't actually looking for parenting advice. You go to parenting advice for from your parents, right? And I get that Jack's, you know, his, his father passed. He doesn't talk to his mom. Fine. But Brittany is very close with her parents, right? Like, that was so dumb. I love my boss. She's the best, but I would not, like... When I think when I have a kid one day, I'm not going to be like, I should really ask her for parenting advice. No, that's going to be like for my mom, you know, and my dad. Like, it's just I don't get what their line of thinking was. But anyway, I want to do the Britney impersonation again. So I'm going to keep bringing. We got a present from her when Cruz was about eight weeks old. Cartwright said, despite the delayed gesture, the former Sir server said she made sure to check on Vanderpump following her January 22 horseback riding incident that left a 61 year old with four fractures in her leg and a badly bruised back. She says she missed us and stuff, but we don't hear from her as much as I thought we would, which is kind of sad, Cartwright lamented. But I still love her to pieces. Rotten hail, Jax. That last part I just had to throw in there while I was doing the accent. I don't know. I feel like they don't really have a leg to stand on here. Like, I'm sorry. Maybe if you behaved better, A, you would still be on the show, and B, you would have a better relationship with the person on that show. It's kind of like a biting the hand that feeds you dynamic, which... To sidebar mildly, I think Pete Davidson has done that with SNL. Like, he didn't even stay for the farewells of his last episode this weekend. He confirmed he was leaving. He was only in one sketch. It was the weekend update. He's gone. You would think he would just have that last farewell on TV. I feel like, honestly, he's going to regret that years to come down the road. He has checked out of this series. It did launch his career. Um, I don't remember if it was before or after SNL, but he was on the show Girl Code and then Guy Code on MTV. I don't know. It just feels very disrespectful. He's got a Peacock series in the work, but like, honey, that Kardashian money is not going to last you. I don't see this lasting. So what is you doing, BB? Um, anyway. Yeah. Speaking of, I want to go back, actually. Not speaking of, but to circle back to Jackson Brittany, there's also a rumor that they are leaving L.A. to go live in Florida full time, which is on brand for them. And to that, I say goodbye. I don't know if Jax is still trying to start the TV show spinoff with the two of them that he's been claiming he's been working on. I think he still has producer in his Instagram bio, but I don't know. Those are two people that like I just don't care about. And actually, I hate to admit this because I don't really like this podcast anymore, but I was listening to the Skinny Confidential today, none other because I'm a nosy bitch, and... They had Stassi on. I was like, all right, I want to I wanna be nosy. I want to hear about all this. Like, let me be nosy and tune in. And Jackson, Brittany were invited to the wedding. Um, she had to cut down her Italian wedding basically because it was going to be a spinoff of Bravo. So when they booked it, they locked in so many people. And then once they got fired, the, the venue wouldn't let them out of their contract, which is kind of a douchey thing to do. But, you know, it happens, especially with the pandemic going on. Like, at that point... People were getting out of their contract left, right, and center, I think. But anyway, they they did a very cut-down wedding. So I don't think Jackson and Brittany were invited, but Lauren and Michael had asked Stassi, would she ever do reality TV again? And, like, who in the Vanderpump Rules cast was the worst to work with? And she said Jax, which is not surprising. So I brought all that up to say they kind of bit the hand that fed them. Um, she claimed, I think it was, please don't quote me on this. I don't remember if it's exactly right, but, like, when there would be an event on camera, he'd be like, oh, nobody wants to go to this and just bring the whole vibe of the filming day down. So he just made it really difficult on anyone. And it's like, that is why, my friends, you need to look in the mirror. And maybe that's why 
Lisa doesn't want to have a relationship with you. I mean, I'm just guessing. I'm just guessing. So before we continue with the show, let's talk about Noom, okay? Noom uses the latest in behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good through a combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching on their platform to help millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. Now, a lot of people face pressures to change themselves to fit other people's expectations, and the more freeing solution is to find things that work for you, bestie. Now, Noom understands that everyone's weight loss journey is unique, and what works for someone else doesn't mean it'll work for you, okay? That's why Noom Weight uses a psychology-based approach that adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible and focuses on progress, not perfection, allowing you to work towards goals at a pace that's comfortable for you. Noom Weight makes it easy to start your weight loss journey and stay on track with personalized lessons to help you gain confidence and practical knowledge, one-on-one coaching, and a cognitive behavioral approach that teaches you how to be mindful of your habits. 75% of Noom Weight users finished the program, and more than 60% of users that engaged with the program kept the weight off for a year or more. So start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at Noom.com slash believe. Again, that's Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash believe, B-L-E-A-V. All right, let's uh, start our Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I'm not going to call it a recap. I'm going to call it a check-in as I have because I feel like caps lately have been shorter than the Bravo T, which I don't know. I don't know if it's just because I don't want to go into every little detail and like then she opened the cabinet and then she came out and she yelled or if it's just because the episodes like have been full of filler and not a lot of exciting stuff. So I'd rather just hit up the key moments that way we're all besties here. We're not wasting anyone's time and we can, you know, get on with our day. Um, All right. So on this episode of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, they are going to Palm Springs, La Quinta, a.k.a. You Stole My Goddamn House. And Kyle um, is doing, like, she's opening up a new store there, which when I heard she was opening up a new store, I got excited. And then I was like, oh, wait, this is far. So never mind. I can't go stock it out. I always wanted to go to Aileen, too. It was on my list when I visited my friend, but I don't remember. I just don't think we got there and then it had closed. So I never got there. R.I.P. But anyway, Everyone's in La Quinta, and the big spicy moment of the episode, if you will, is the fight between Sutton, Crystal, God, well, it's not Sutton and, like, Sutton and Crystal are on the same side, but then, like, Dorit, Kyle, Lisa, Erica, it's basically, like, half the crew and then the other half, which, to be honest with you, we've done this before, right? You know this, I know this, and you, if you've been listening to my podcast for a while now, now know that that's like one of my pet peeves when we revisit the same shit and we reha- when we rehash the same shit. And there's aspects of this argument where I do think that's okay. And then there's aspects where it's not okay. So let me start at the very beginning. It's a very good place to start in the words of the sound of music. So this whole thing, comes forward because Kyle confronts Sutton about her lack of empathy for Dorit's robbery, right? And we all know where I stand with that. I believe the robbery happened. Um, I do appreciate Sutton. I don't know why I keep over-enunciating her name. Maybe it's because there's a microphone in front of me, and normally, like, when I'm doing voiceovers, I am a good little enunciator, but Sutton, that's better. Um, 
she I did appreciate her explaining her own trauma with guns and that she didn't want to talk about it. That makes more sense. And had I known that last episode, I wouldn't have done a real tirade being like, why can't you show empathy for your friend? But we didn't know. You know, I did the best that I can could at the time with the information I had. So there's that. She, in a nutshell, basically said that between an trigger warning, I'm going to talk about guns. So like, and I know we just had like a very horrible situation, tragedy in Texas happen with a shooter. So like if your heart cannot deal with guns right now, I totally don't blame you. We need reform. That's another message for another day. But you can go on and skip this part. Like I totally get it, Bestie. We all have our things that we can't listen to. And if this is one of them, go right ahead. Anyway, um, she had some trauma with that because she too was the victim of a robbery. And Obviously, with her father, another trigger warning, uh, warning, suicide. Her father died by suicide. So I can get how when guns come up in like a graphic story of someone invading your, your home with a gun, especially if you've been through it, I can understand how that would be triggering and you don't want to talk about it. So you just like change the subject. So too long, didn't read. Had we known that last week, my feelings about son would have changed. But that being said, I do... I don't know. I I do get where Kyle is coming from, right? Because that was me last week. But I don't like the way she went about it, right? It's too much. I feel like Kyle has done this so many seasons where she does the thing where she takes someone else's storyline and she makes it her own. Kind of like Danielle on Summer House. She's like a bit of a storyline leech, but Kyle has more main character energy than Danielle does. Like, He's staying with me here. So like Danielle will be a storyline leech because if Lindsay gets into a fight, she'll jump in and be like, yeah, yeah, this, that. Or like if other Kyle, Kyle Cook and Amanda are having problems, she'll run over to Kyle Cook and be like, oh, no, like blah, blah, blah. Like she'll leech camera time in that way. And with Kyle Richards, the way she's a storyline leech is that when someone's having an issue, she keeps bringing it up. Well, we need to be open and honest. Well, I didn't like the way you handled this. Um, and it's just blown out of proportion. Like as my, um, my, one of my coaches would say, she, she's Irish or her dad's Irish. And she always says, you're tearing the ass out of the point. And like, I am, I'm sorry, Claire, like <laughs> I just did a terrible Irish accent. But, um, anyway, that's kind of what their Kyle does every season. Like she just takes a, a storyline and like runs it into the ground and stomps on it in her designer shoes. And we're like, God damn it. Let it. Let it die, you know, let it die on its own. We don't need you doing it here. It doesn't need any help from you. So I also heard a rumor that it could be Kyle's last season. And I didn't talk about it yesterday, but please hold. I do want to read the quote where she said that. Kyle Richards last season. As you know, I'm very prepared and I'm Googling as I'm on the podcast with you. But, you know, it's like we're on the phone. This is like a phone conversation. Yeah. Okay, here it is. From E! News, While Kyle, why Kyle Richards might not return for another season of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. She says, I always say I don't know, and each season I think, well, maybe I can do one more, Kyle said. And sometimes I'm just like, how can I keep doing this? Especially when I get really upset like this last season when we ended. Um, for those of you who don't know, apparently there were some issues between Kathy and Kyle, so I think that's what she's talking about. 
In fact, when filming wrapped on the season that's currently playing out on Bravo, Kyle was adamant that her time as a housewife has come to an end. I was like, absolutely no way. She recalled, I'm done. I'm finished. I want to live my life in peace. I can't take this. The feeling could easily pass, though. Kyle said she just often needs to take time to digest each season. I don't know. She added, I just take it day by day. So I think that it, it might be a good time for her to hit pause. I really think this is a time where a lot of the OGs, it's a good turning lead for them, right? It's a good turning point. Teresa, we're all sick of. New York now just went in a completely different direction with the legacy classmates. Wow. Legacy castmates and a new cast, which we don't have an announcement yet, but we just saw that happen. OC had some major shakeups. So I think it might be time for Kyle to turn on the diamond. I think that might be the best thing for her family dynamic. And also getting back to what we were talking about, just on the show with her just not having any new storylines and taking other people and kind of throwing them into the forefront. Like, that's their job. It's not your job, Kyle. So I do think Dorit and Sutton needed to hash it out because, right, if I was someone who had something traumatic happen to me, like Dorit, and I heard someone was like, well, at least I didn't have a gun put to my head, I would be upset. And I would want to go over to them and be like, hey, everything okay? Like, I would have the wherewithal to be like, um, this person's probably hurting and there's something deeper, but I still want to talk to them. So I'm glad that Dorit and Sutton were able to hash it out. But here's where things got a little iffy. And to what I was saying earlier, when you bring up stuff that happened in the past, normally I'm like, we've done this before. In this situation, I do think it was okay. Um, So basically, at one point, Crystal had told Kyle that she was being a hypocrite about Sutton not being empathetic. And she kind of brought it back to last year's argument about her walking in or Sutton being her walking in on Crystal and Crystal saying she was violated and everyone's like that's not the right choice of words so clearly Crystal still had some unresolved trauma with that so I get it um that's why I'm kind of making an allowance for it in this situation but if this is going to be an every episode thing I don't know how much I could take the real repeats of Beverly Hills because I really feel like that's what we're getting at every season like we get some new drama, but then it's literally the same arguments over and over. And to be honest, it's just tiring at this point. Like, figure it out. Give us some new shit. Let's move on. I think we do need to go back to the old format of Housewives where they would just hang out and it would be filmed. And, like, producers would, wouldn't meddle as much, or at least it appeared they wouldn't meddle as much. Or when they did, it wasn't, like, girl drama, right? Like... Obviously, remember back in OC when Vicky surprised Michael in college? Like, that was obviously set up by producers, but it's different than them being like, Vicky, go throw a glass of wine at someone. Like, they've she's never done that, but if they were, I'm just saying. Like, normally that kind of stuff is producer prompted. So, I just think fun, silly stuff like that would be just more beneficial for the show all around. But I'm not giving up on it. I am a fan of Diana, as I mentioned earlier in this episode. I think she's really bringing it. Love the Leo Virgo confusion. Someone did bring up that on her chart, depending on what, where and when she was born, she may actually be a Leo on the 23rd, like cusp surreal. So, you know, like let her believe what she wants. She's not hurting anyone. I do love how she tells it like it is. I love how she kind of, called out Sutton for being a little awkward I know it's like every season people do that but 
there was just a difference for some reason between the way Crystal did it last year. I think it's because they had beef and the way Diana did it this year was just more like, oh, you're awkward, you know? I don't know. I'm looking forward to next episode. Obviously, I don't think this is something I would ever stop watching, but come on. Let's let's get some fresh storylines in there, shall we? I think it would be fun for all of us. Okay, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Believe in Bravo Besties podcast. Again, I have something really exciting up my sleeveless sleeves for you. I can't wait to tell you. I think I might be able to tell you. Well, when you're listening to this, is probably Thursday, so maybe tomorrow. Um, yeah, that's exciting. Put 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 your feelers out to the gods. That doesn't make any sense. Send good vibes is what I wanted to say. Anyway, you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Diana Jebbia, G-E-B-B-I-A. Make sure you're following Believe 2 at Believe Lifestyle and Believe Podcasts or Believe. Hold on. I did it again. Sorry. I You know, I should edit that, but I'm not going to. We're going to go on that trail. It's Believe Network. They changed their their handle. So don't follow Believe Podcast because it doesn't exist. Follow Believe Network. Believe is spelled B-L-E-A-V. And as I said before, Believe Lifestyle. Um, I will talk to you next week. Go ahead and rate this five stars, even though I'm all over the freaking place today. I love you. That's what you can do for me, bestie. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.